You're listening to Tech Central's Cars and Gadgets, the podcast that looks at the latest gizmos from smartphones to cars. Yes, cars and everything in between. I'm Duncan McLeod and I'm here with Nafisa Akabor. Welcome back, Nafisa. Hi, Duncan. Good to be back as always. So you have uh, with you today what can best be described as an object of desire. (laughs) That is correct. Particularly if you're an Apple fan. And that, of course, is the brand new iPhone XS. That is correct. I've been using it for the past just over a week. Your first impressions? Well, because I use an iPhone 10 primarily, it's exactly the same to me. And it's exciting to know that there are improvements on it. So the XS, sorry, the 10S, I always call it the XS. The 10S or Tennis is uh, one of three iPhones Apple is releasing this year. They've also revealed, of course, the uh, 10S Max, the biggest phone they've ever made. Uh, as well as the cheaper, and I put cheaper in inverted commas, iPhone XR, which is coming soon. What are the key differences between these three models apart from price? Okay, so the XS and the XS Max are almost identical except for the screen size. Everything inside is the same, same chip, same dual camera. It's just that it has a bigger screen. When it comes to the XR, it's got a cheaper body, so this is stainless steel, the 10S and the 10S uh, Max. The 10R will be a cheaper aluminum frame, a single lens 12 megapixel camera, but it has the same sort of um, features as like the smart HDR and portrait mode. And yeah, it's, uh, oh, the the screen, sorry, it's LCD and not OLED. Which oh, is, that's the biggest difference. Yeah, so I know you said you obviously in air code saying cheaper. I like to call it less expensive iPhone because, you know, <laughs> it's still probably going to be in the region of what like an iPhone 8 would have costed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Apple doesn't uh, know the definition of the word cheap. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the iPhone 10 was released uh, only a year ago. Uh, that's now been discontinued. That's highly unusual for Apple. They usually keep their older models in the market, but at reduced prices. Why have they decided to discontinue it? Yeah, that was a strange thing, but I think because the phone is so expensive that they can't afford to sell it at the discounted price that usually every year the previous generation models go for, because then everybody would be like, well, then why should I buy the 10s when I can just get the 10? So this is about Apple's uh, earnings and margins. Right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You're probably right. Could it be also to do with the fact that the 10s is a very incremental update to the 10 and um, consumers might have just said, well, we don't really need to get the 10s and especially if the 10 is going to be a bit cheaper, let's just get that. Yes, that's actually also another good reason I would think so, because it makes sense. Like, okay, aside from the cost and in South Africa, that's what matters to most people. And I'm assuming the 10 would still sell here if it was not discontinued. But you're right. If you're looking for the latest and greatest, and if these do have that little update, then you are better off just going for the 10s. Mm. But the 10R is a nice looking phone. I mean, if you can get past the LCD and um, quite frankly, most phones in the market have LCD screens. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Um, it's just the 6.1 inch size. For me, that's too big. Too big. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you're definitely not um, in the market for a, a 10s Max. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I took the longest time to accept that Apple moved from 3.5 to 4 inch. I remember that transition and then eventually when they moved bigger to 4.7, I resisted for a while and then eventually I just accepted it. So how Not do you, willing to go bigger. <laughs> what do you think about the size of the 10s and the 10? I mean, is it too big for you? Uh, well, the thing with these new changes, after you use it for a while, you get used to it and it doesn't bother you anymore. So I'm at that point where the 10 and the 10s, the size doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not too fussed about it. Okay, I was um, I was very interested in the the 10s Max this year. I went to I went to my local electronics retailer and um, just because I wasn't planning to buy it, just because I wanted to feel the size of it in my hand, 
And if I was going to get a, an iPhone, then the 10s Max would be the one I would get. Yeah. I mean, I do get its appeal to people who prefer bigger screen phones. Yeah. I was amazed that Apple has been a bit of a laggard in in, um, in pushing the boundaries on screen sizes. They don't, they're not anymore, but they, they have historically been so in the Android market. Um, Samsung and, and um, other um, Android ve- uh, manufacturers have really pushed the size um, the size bigger. And it's always surprised me Apple has, hasn't done so because we know the Americans love things big. When you go there and you see the size of their pickup trucks and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, everything is supersized. The meals, the, uh, you know, their food is, you know, they order huge portions. Mm. Everything's big in America. Yet their, their primary um, smartphone manufacturer uh, resisted the temptation to go big. Do you think maybe they waited until they could get edge-to-edge display so that you are getting a big screen, but the frame is smaller? Maybe. So, you, so right now, like the iPhone X, the size, even though it's 5.8 inches, it was still smaller than the 8 Plus. Yes. Yeah, so I think even that's also the, a big difference. And the 8 Plus had a 5.5-inch screen, so it was smaller than the Yes, 10S, that's right. Yeah, and the 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe they waited. They like waiting to get certain things right. So maybe this could be it as well. Mm. Or it could be a case of they uh, they realized that um, people want big people phones. want big phones. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just the US. I mean, the Chinese love massive phones as well. That's true. Mm. But uh, yeah, that t- 10s Max. I had one look at the price tag and I thought maybe, not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it could be like a deposit for a car. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I mean, um, we were, I was chatting to my colleague Rechot the other day, you know Rechot. Yeah. Uh, and we were, we, were, we were trying to figure out, you know, what could you buy for the price of a new iPhone? And, um, and uh, Rechot, being a keen gamer, uh, made the point that you could buy a um, brand new NVIDIA RTX 2080 Ti high-end gaming graphics card for less than you'd pay for the new iPhone. Oh, well, me being a traveler, for me, it's like a whole overseas holiday. <laughs> It is, it and is. all my money, I would prefer putting it into travel, you know? Yeah. No, it's incredible. Um, do you think that um, – I mean, I was going to talk – we were going to talk about this a bit later in the podcast. Let's chat yep. about it now since we're talking about pricing. Apple has been pushing the boundaries on pricing. Um, every iteration, the prices are edging upward. Yeah. Um, I saw a great graphic. Um, I think it was Horace Didio who tweeted it. Um, uh, or it could have been Ben Evans um, a week or two back, showing how the price of the iPhone has changed since the initial iPhone back in 2007, I think it was, yeah. and how over the years it's just steadily crept higher and higher and higher and higher, and how this this year's models, particularly the high-end um, 10s Max, have really pushed the price much higher. Do you think that um, – is there a risk that at some point users are going to get fed up with uh, Apple and uh, this strategy of pushing up prices year after year? How much can users tolerate I think for them it's all about, okay, well, we're putting an expensive screen now so it justifies the price. So they're not just doing it to say, hey, let's get the most money. I think they're going with the most premium materials. So for them it's it's justifying the price. And then at the same time, consumers, they know that there are people out there who would pay for it because mm-hmm. when the 10 came out last year, that was obviously pushing all boundaries. And they made like and what the most nice. money, yeah. well, the higher profit margins, or, you know. So I think they know that they can get away with it. And if they just put better tech in it. Mm. It's it's interesting. I mean, and even the Android manufacturers seem to be following suit now. I mean, if you look at the pricing on something like the Samsung Galaxy S9. The, Note 9. Um, the Note 9. Um, sorry, I said the S9. The oh. Note 9, the... Um, Huawei's... The, uh, Porsche or Mate RS? Well, the, the rumor currently is that the um, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, which is going to be announced in mm, just over a week from now, the rumor is that that is um, also going to be the Huawei's first smartphone with a price tag, retail price tag of over a thousand US dollars. Oh, okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because I think they, 
everybody's just looking at what works for each other. Yeah. And they know that they can get away with it with their own clients. Yes. Yes, and the Android world uh, does, for better or for worse, um, often copy what Apple does. Um, um, I say for worse because uh, they copied the notch. Notch, I know. <laughs> that was the worst. And started to do away with headphone jacks, um, both of which I think are completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, uh, and, yeah, uh, copy those things. Why not copy Apple's pricing strategy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the, the 10, the 10S. So it's an S year, as you pointed out in your review, which we're publishing on Tech Central today. Um, an S year really means that Apple refines what it has rather than bringing in um, a major redesign of its devices, as we saw with the 10. Um, but this year, the changes, um, at least sort of from what I've seen, look less than in previous years. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that if you already have the 10, there's no real point in spending another 20000 plus on a, on the new model. No, absolutely not. I mean, with Apple's cycles of phones, if you have one, there's absolutely no reason to buy another phone the next year. It's They very much do it for the two-year cycle, mm. unlike other Android manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, the changes, like, you know, the A12 Bionic chip is uh, quite a big deal for them. It's got a neural engine. Um, it works really well, though. It's really fast. And they've said they've improved, improved the screen, but I'm not sure if I can tell the difference. And it's what, what, is the, what, what are the differences in the screen? It says it's 60% better in a dynamic range. I put them both side by side, the 10 and the 10s, and um, the 10s just looked a bit warmer. Like in so terms this is of HDR, uh, yes, high dynamic range. What is that actually supposed to do? It's supposed to fix all the colors. Like you won't find anything under or overexposed. You know, It'll, you'll get the best colors, the yeah, brightest yeah. and most optimal. Okay, so. If you've got the 10, don't, don't bother. No, absolutely not. Like, there's no reason for anyone who owns a 10 to get the 10S. Yeah. As a matter of interest, um, do you, um, you, you're an Apple user, an iPhone user. Yeah. Do you prefer the S models or do you prefer the, um, the big update? Do you prefer to wait for the S model, yeah. which is refined, uh, or do you prefer to get the latest and greatest when it comes out? Oh, definitely the latest and greatest okay. for me, yeah. I actually clearly remember saving for the 10 and I waited because um, I refused to buy the 8. It looked too boring for me. Like, yeah, it looked I like had, the 7. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I had the 7 and I thought, no, I'll wait. So, yeah. Yeah, so you're you're not one of the S people, if I can call them that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the S people are more conservative because they they're prepared to wait yes. for um, that refinement, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose I suppose it depends what what cycle you. If you upgrade religiously every twenty four months, then then this will be if this is your next this phone. This is your next phone. Yeah. If, if you're going to go Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So the the real appeal in this new model seems to be, as you mentioned, this A12 Bionic chip. It's the first, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I understand it's the first seven nanometer chip in a smartphone. Yes, that's, that's important right. because it allows them to shrink the technology, but I think also because it uh, it improves performance and um, also perhaps most importantly improves battery life. Yes, that's right. Because uh, I haven't found I haven't had issues with the battery, but the performance is is really good. Like I can't fault that. Um, I was trying to test it to try and get it to lag. I opened every single every single app on my phone, and I managed to switch between them. I opened my photo gallery, which has uh, like over seventeen thousand photos. Yeah. Um, I went into edit it. It did not stutter at all. And like, if you did the same thing on your ten, would it stutter? Probably, because uh, almost every day I'm I'm killing apps in the background on the ten. Like you know, just to sort of feel it like refreshed. I haven't had to do that with this ten uh, S. 
if I'm honest, yeah. Interesting. Now, I used to kill um, I used to kill apps on my Android um, back oh. in the day, but it's become yeah. so good at. You don't need to. It's been become so good at managing them and putting things to sleep in the background. Yeah, but, uh, you don't need to. Either. Yeah, you don't need to. And this phone mm-hmm. is really fast. Uh, yeah, speaking about that new chip, it. Well, I know it's a bit very much. Uh, Mind-boggling, but they say it can do five trillion transactions a second. A second. Yeah, I, I, I do take uh, <laughs> these numbers that they start yeah. at the Apple keynote. I mean, for the average user, they're probably not going to care because as long as the phone is fast. And even when I was launching apps side by side with the 10 and the 10s, it was obviously faster on the 10s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, these numbers they throw out at the keynote. I mean, they yeah. Take a pinch of salt. What do they actually mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> if as long as it's fast for most consumers, I'm sure that's yeah, all they really no, care absolutely. about. Yeah. So I believe the new processor also means uh, some really good things for the capabilities of the camera in terms of um, something called smart HDR. What's the difference between smart and regular HDR and smart HDR, first of all? Um, and I believe it also does some really cool stuff with selfies and bokeh yeah. effects, etc. So the smart HDR is that it fixes the photo automatically before you you could take it and it'll, it'll give you two results. Here it takes, I think, more than eight photos and it puts it all together. So it takes an underexposed, overexposed, uh, proper one, and then it corrects the color. But the fascinating thing is that when you open the camera app on the screen live in real time, you can see that HDR difference. Like if you do hold it next to an iPhone 10, mm-hmm. you can't see that. So normally... Everybody knows that when you take a photo with light in the background, like with a window, it's all washed out. And, yes. and yeah, you absolutely do not see that. It's Unless incredible. It's a flash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, it, that means it's working constantly in real time to fix all that. And when you press the burst mode, when you hold on the shutter button continuously, you can carry on shooting and it won't stutter. It won't lag. Mm-hmm. It, it just takes as many photos as you want. Okay. But um, I believe you've got some criticism of the selfie camera. Yes. So maybe the bit that it cleans up it cleans up too well because i have freckles and the selfies before on the 10 it was very real and i wouldn't okay maybe i can say harsh but on the iphone 10s it it's more soft and it has like an airbrush kind of look <laughs> which is what i've been used to on android phones so i thought i know there's a lot of complaints about that online as well like why is this built in beauty mode here when yeah. i think for them it's not so much as a beauty mode it's more the smart hdr working by cleaning up all the noise and that kind of thing. Right. But yeah, it is noticeably different from your normal phone, yeah. your iPhone. That, that's one thing the Chinese um, smartphone manufacturers love to, but I think the Chinese market loves it, is this beauty mode. Yes, they're um, obsessed the, with that. The Huawei um, phones in particular, uh, the, on the selfie cameras, it's it's on by default as yeah. beauty mode. It makes, you look so, it makes you look like your makeup it's on It's too fake for me. Mm. And I have freckles and most of them try to remove it or like bring it really down that you can't see it. Yeah. Okay, have you been able to fix that um, issue that through software in the, on the iPhone XS? Uh, no, I haven't uh, seen the option. Well, if you turn Smart HDR off, obviously, but I have it on by default because I'm not going to go right. back and keep changing it. Sure. And also, I don't take as many selfies or share them online, so it, it you know, yeah, it's not enough for me to keep it off. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think that grabbed me the most about the camera watching the keynote was the bokeh effects and the yeah. adili- ability, I think, to adjust bokeh after, after shooting. Yes. So I've tested that. I absolutely love using it when I'm like taking pictures of objects or my food and then you can adjust, drag the slider, bring it down to f1.4. But I noticed with me, if I'm taking a selfie or, or like on portrait mode, because I have dark hair, it kind of it struggles a bit. So the edges of my hair uh, blurs out a bit. So mm. And you can't crank it all the way down because then it just looks unnatural. Natural. But if you like doing a product shot or taking a photo of your food or your pet, maybe that's maybe not a black cat like mine, then then you can tell that, you know, it works really well. I just think for me with my dark hair, it doesn't suit me. 
<laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. But the the ability to adjust. To do it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Very cool. Very very cool. Um, very cool indeed. So um, battery life, we've touched on it um, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but in your day to day, you you are you were are uh, an iPhone ten user. Um, are you getting? The same, slightly better. Yeah, I mean, it is similar. I think there's also improvements because iOS 12 brought in the battery. When you go into the battery app, there's better management for it. And you can also see the capacity of your battery and the status of it. So mine currently says 100%, obviously, because this review unit is like two weeks old. Mm. But um, you can also go in and see which apps, like how much time you spend on it and how much of power it's using. And then... In conjunction with that, there's the new screen time app on iOS 12 where you can limit it. So if you um, take a notice over a week period that you're spending too much time on Instagram, which is using the most battery, you can go in and limit that. So you, there are ways to control and make your phone last longer by saying, okay, allow me one hour a day of Instagram. And then, you know, yeah, it'll it'll cap it. Okay. But, you know, if you're going to use this thing heavily, don't expect to last it a day. No, for sure. I mean, you can't expect any phone major uh, smartphone today to last over a day, I think. I mean, well, I think the P20 Pro from Huawei um, gets pretty close, but that's because they, they pack a massive battery into it. Yeah, but for me, I'm going to charge my phone every night anyway because I, I just have it in me that I have to start my day with 100% battery. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to just charge halfway through the day. Yeah. And the new iPhone supports wireless charging, doesn't it? It does, yes. I actually ch- charge my phone wirelessly. I know there were also complaints, as they were like to call it, battery gate or whatever, that the phones, the new ones, weren't charging properly, but I haven't had issues. I charge it either with the cable and with a wireless charger, and it's been fine. And it supports fast charging as well, but Apple decided not to include a fast charger in the box. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to pay separate for that, right? Yeah, got to got to keep those Apple profits climbing. Um speaking about not putting things in the box, you know last year they used to or the previous years when they removed the headphone jack, yeah. they used to give you an adapter, the 3.5 mm audio jack. Yes. Uh they don't do that anymore. Of course they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, who actually used it? I have so many lying untouched. Where do you get them from? Um no, when I used to get them on the previous models. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I'm using AirPods. I'm using wireless earphones. I think they're hoping everybody was, would you would have shifted to a wireless uh, headset by now, or earphones. Yeah, I'm talking to you right now with a pair of wired headphones, and I, <laughs> I love them. Okay, well, it's a different situation for recording podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> True. I suppose we have a, a unique requirements. No, here. but you know what? Uh, I must say that the lack of the headphone jack did annoy me when I traveled and when you're on the plane, you know, and when they were like, you can't have your Bluetooth on. Then you really need those wired headphones. Yeah. That's yeah. the most. That's the time I feel I miss it the most. Yeah, I mean, what is your? You're an Apple user. Um, yeah. What is your feeling about it? I mean, do you think they? Do you think that they justified in removing the headphone jack? Do you think that they should have kept it in there? Because I'm now at the stage where I have the wireless headphones, it doesn't bother me. Although I do miss it now occasionally, and I have travelled with that little dongle, but it's it feels like such a mission, you know. And you can to lose it. it. Yeah, mm. and then what if I want to charge my phone while I'm flying? Yeah, but but they, mm. you know what? To be fair, there are people out there who would have who still want it. Want the wi- wired connection? Yes. Yeah, I, I suppose these. I mean, I've never bought myself a pair of um, good quality wireless headphones. Um, I'm using a pair of Bose um, wired headphones here. Yeah. Um, I, I presume that um, that that wireless headphones include a cable as an option, so that you can plug it in if you need headphones in if you need to. They're not entirely wireless, I presume. I'm yes, unless you're buying specific wireless earbuds, like the Jabra we reviewed a while back. Right. Right. And the AirPods, those are specific for that purpose. But normal headphones generally tend to come with a cable if they are wireless.
Yes. So yeah. you can have the option. So you can plug it in. Because yeah. you do need to plug it in. I mean, we're sitting yeah. here in front of a Yamaha mixing desk. Yeah. And there's no way I could connect a pair of wireless headphones to it. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think also that wireless headphones are for a very specific type of individual. Like if you like running, if mm. you don't like the cables in the way, maybe yeah. it's more for sport-oriented people. Mm-hmm. So before I let you go, Nafisa, um, iOS 12 is um, obviously the version that uh, is shipping with this new phone. It's now yeah. available for a wide range of um, iPads and uh, older iPhones as well. Is there, is there anything in iOS 12 that's really grabbed your attention that, that perhaps specifically works with the new model? Yeah, the screen time and the battery management, I think, are fantastic. I used to use a third-party battery app to monitor my status, and now they've removed the option for it to read through it, so you can use your normal phone by default. I think a lot of people need to go in and look at that and to manage the screen time. And also, um, they've improved on the emojis. I know it's not a major thing at all, but it has tongue <laughs> detection. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, if people like that kind of thing, it's just impressive to see how it works. Like if you're winking or raising your eyebrow, sticking out your tongue, your emoji will mimic you. So they do that really well, I must say. I'm, I'm going to have to have a look at this before you go because <laughs> I've, I've never seen these emojis in action. We'll have to create one for you. Yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. No, but um, yes, iOS 12 is really smooth. And it yeah. also meant to give the older phones, um, bring it up to speed, like make it a bit faster. And I think a lot of people have noticed the difference. So if you do have an older phone or iPad, you should download iOS 12. Yeah, I've got an old iPad Air 2, and I was blown away by the performance improvements from the new version of iOS. They've clearly done yeah. a lot of under-the-hood work. And, um, uh, you know, I, literally, the, my iPad feels twice as fast as it used to. Yeah, they've done well with that. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably needed to. I think um, there were a lot of complaints about the performance of iOS 11. Um, yeah. So it was probably a, a good thing. That uh, Do you think they're falling into a similar sort of cycle where you have a major iOS update one year and then the next year it's it's like fixing the bugs? and? Yeah, I noticed over the years mm. gradually uh, since the, in the post-Steve Jobs era, the, the updates that come out aren't very, if I can say stable, I'm too afraid now to put the betas on my phone. Before, I, I didn't oh, yeah. mind. Okay. But now I feel like I wouldn't take the chance because it's just too buggy. And Although I'm very much aware when you're putting a beta on your phone, that's what it means. But I just mm. feel that I don't want to take the chance anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to do the same thing in Windows, running the Windows Insider program, and yeah. uh, I've now decided to get off it. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of glad I did, given uh, the fact that Microsoft has had to pull the latest um, Windows 10 feature update because it was planetary <laughs> randomly deleting users' files. Oh, wow. um, although I have updated to that now, and thanks, touch wood, I haven't had a problem yet. Yeah, so rather wait for the proper releases. Yeah, for sure. Good advice. Well, there we have it, the iPhone XS. Look out for Nafisa's review on Tech Central. And remember, if you're listening to the show on the web, you can subscribe to Cars and Gadgets in your favorite podcatcher. Just search Cars and Gadgets with an ampersand or Tech Central, one word, in your favorite podcatcher. And this podcast is also now available in Spotify. Until next time, from Nafisa and myself, Duncan. Cheers. Bye.